Hello, and welcome to our weekly Raise Healing the, the Whole Person Cleanse show with Father Jim Curtin. Uh, he is our regular um, presenter and much-loved presenter. Uh, he's a pastor of St. Dennis in Lockport, Illinois, and has been for many years now, probably 20. He's been in the healing business for 40 years, giving retreats and healing conferences. On every Sunday after two Masses, Father and his team pray over people. He's seen many healings in his parish. It's a very prayerful laying on of hands and prayers for healing. So he brings us always stories of hope and joy and healing, as he will today. And Father, I understand that you're going to speak today about some spiritual truths. Yes. Yes, I am. Thank you very much. <clears throat> It's good to be with you and our listening audience once again. Um, I'm sitting in my kitchen in my rectory at St. Dennis today, uh, broadcasting the show from here. So um, I feel right at home, and I hope I feel at home in people's hearts as I speak to people today about healing and God's mystery and God's desire to, to heal his people. Father, just because yes. we don't say anything doesn't mean you're not at home. We feel every word you say, and we love your talk, so carry on. Well, thank you very much. Thank you. Um, the one thing I know, God wants us healed. He wants us whole, and um, wants to heal us on this earth. And sometimes we think that, well, suffering is what God wants for us, and that's not true at all. That's a falsehood, that's a lie. God wants his people to be healed, but how that normally happens is we pray for one another, and in that process of praying for one another, we are healed. Or we we have people intercede for us, like those here on earth, or saints in heaven, I'm gonna talk about that a little bit later, or souls in heaven. But God does want us healed. One of the spiritual wisdoms I wanna pass on is part of healing is always to be in a thankful mode. St. Paul says that uh, we should give thanks to God unceasingly. That sounds like an impossibility at first. Well, I can't constantly thank God. I have a busy life to lead. I have to raise a family. I have to work. Uh, I have things that occupy my time. But uh, we are to give thanks to God unceasingly. So how do we do that? Well, for those of you who are older Catholics, you can make that commitment early in the morning. We used to call it the morning offering, where you offered all the deeds of your day, all the actions, all the words, and turn them into a prayer of thanksgiving to God all throughout the day. So you didn't have to go back consciously think every moment that I'm giving thanks to God. It was, I already did that in the beginning of the day. So I offered up my meals, I offered up my going to work, I offered up my uh, driving to work. I offered up everything I do during the day uh, as a prayer to God. That's one way we can give thanks to God unceasingly. Now, why that's a spiritual wisdom? Because when we give thanks to God, and which is also a form of praising God, um, God releases power down upon us to be healed. The more we thank God, the more we praise God, the more healing power is released from heaven from the Lord, from Jesus, from the Holy Spirit to come down upon us. Um, so I encourage everyone to constantly throughout the day, not just the morning offering the morning if you do that type of prayer, but throughout the day to say, praise you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus, for this day. Thank you for the air I'm breathing right now. Thank you for the food I'm eating right now. 
Thank you for the automobile I'm driving right now. Thank you for my family. Thank you for those who love me. Uh, thank you for my health, whatever it might be. Always praise and thanks God. <clears throat> um, speaking about unceasing thanks, <clears throat> also alongside of that comes the gift of the humility. The more humble you are, <clears throat> the more easy it is to thank God. We don't expect things. Everything is a gift. And so when we realize that everything's a gift, our health is a gift, our lives are a gift, everything's a gift, our spirits communicate more with our minds to say, give thanks to God for this gift. <clears throat> At a human level, <clears throat> whenever we receive a gift from someone, normally we say thank you. It's ordinary language that we use with one another. But I want to give a translation of giving thanks. What does an ordinary person sound like who goes throughout the day giving thanks? <clears throat> it sounds like this. The person says often, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Do you find yourself throughout the day casting to use those words? Thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you. I appreciate that as another form of thank you. You say stuff like, I could have done it without you. You make my life so much better. Without you, I could not have done it. <clears throat> this was a team effort, and I appreciate that. I love having you in my life. It's a, it's a thank you note to those around you. When's the last time you said that to anyone in your family or friends? I love having you as part of my life, or I love being part of your life. A thank you person sounds like this. My life has greater meaning because of you. My life has greater meaning because of you. It's funny, it kind of sounds like a Hallmark card, but we should be a living Hallmark card for those around us. It sounds like this, a thankful person. I'm a better person because of you. I'm a better person because of you. We're entering the season of Thanksgiving. Next week we'll celebrate Thanksgiving with friends and family. And I just want to say that that should be one of the core truths in our lives is one of Thanksgiving and praise. Uh, it's, it's one of the two characteristics, I believe, of a whole person meaning a healthy whole person and a holy person. A person who gives thanks and praise, I believe is a holy person, and I believe also is a uh, whole person. I'll tell a little story, a personal story that happened to me in the past week. Our bishop, Bishop Daniel Conlon, came to spend three days at St. Dennis, my parish in Lockport. He does that uh, twice a month. He goes to various parishes in his diocese and spends uh, three days with them if they have a school and two if they don't and visits all the organizations and all the groups and shares in several different meals and um, everybody's a little nervous when the bishop comes because they see him as a bishop and they're afraid that you know they want to be proper and whatever but he was he was such a humble man and and loved being with us and with several groups he uh 
we could hear him laughing in joy. So it's just great having him be with us. We were very hospitable, obviously, and welcoming as possible. Um, on Monday, he was here Saturday, Sunday, celebrated all the masses on Sunday and preached at all the masses. On Monday, he went to the school and uh, he was in the preschool. We have a preschool classes. He actually sat down on the uh, rugs and talked to the children. It was just down to their level. And every classroom he went to, he spoke at their level. <clears throat> I was so thankful for his visit when he got done on Monday night. I think when we first came here, we were all thinking, I can't wait to get this over with, and he's gone and we can go back to normal life. But at the end of the last day when he was here, um, he was visiting his classrooms and some of the parents were there. And one dad who had two kids in school, uh, his father asked the bishop, Bishop Connolly, he said, Bishop, what can we do to be a more alive parish here at St. Dennis? And the bishop looked at him and he threw up his hands. He said, a more alive parish. This is the most alive parish I've ever been at in my life. Um, and I didn't hear about that until the following day. And I thought, what a great compliment that was to our people here at St. Dennis and to our staff and to our teachers. This is the most alive parish I've been at in my life. And he's been to many, many parishes, obviously, over the years and many parishes in our diocese. I was so humble and thankful for that comment that the bishop made, uh, that he made to all of us. It was like an influx of the Holy Spirit. It was an affirmation of what we're doing and trying to do, and what we've been doing for uh, the last 20 years I've been here. So I, I'm still in a thankful spirit to God for sending the bishop here, who I thought would, you know, we'd be a little apprehensive, but it turns out to be the glory of God was revealed in his presence among us. The next thing I want to talk about is balance, the spiritual lesson of balance. This is something I've been kind of coming to over a period of time. I realize we live our earthly existence here, and most of us struggle to turmoil and the struggle here on earth, pay our bills, raise our families, deal with our own emotional, physical, and spiritual growth and problems. But I don't, you know, was reminded recently that scripture tells us uh, our spirits are already in heaven. And that got me thinking about balance. And the key on this earth is that we have one leg, so to speak, foot in earthly things, and we have one foot already in the heavenly realms in heaven. So we live on earth, and our spirits are here, but we also, at the same time, live in heaven. That's what scripture says. Our spirits are seated at the right hand of the Father. So how do we do that? Well, we have to work at it. Um, I know most of our day is caught up in physical, mundane things that we live in, but we have to be leaning towards heaven all the time. That's why I like to talk about heaven so much. It's because the more people know about heaven, the more you anticipate, the more focused you can be on heaven, the more you look forward to being with the Lord in heaven. That was uh, accentuated by me a few about um, a month ago. We had a convocation of all the priests in the Diocese of Joliet. 176 priests were there, and they gave out a book uh, called the Necrology. It's a, it's a word that means death, and it was a list of all the priests 
throughout the history of the Diocese of Joliet who have died in our diocese. And a little bibliography about each one of them. So I read over that during the convocation. Then two weeks later, I visited Marmion Abbey, the Benedictine Abbey in Aurora, Illinois, where I was a monk for a number of years. And I, they built a new church there not long ago. And I was walking out in the foyer area, and here was a book with all the priests who had died in the monastery with their picture and a bibliography. Well, I looked through that, and all of a sudden I realized I know more priests who have died than are living today. <laughs> and that was kind of a shock to me. But it kind of pushed me kind of think more about heaven. I'm going to meet all these men uh, who have died, either Benedictine monks or diocesan priests, and I know more of them now than I do those who are living on earth. So it got me thinking more about this balance act. So how can we live in the spiritual realms while still living in the physical realm? Well, we do that in a number of ways. We do that through prayer. We do that by experiencing the glory of God. I constantly experience the glory of God when I see people physically healed or emotionally healed. And uh, I just received a book from uh, a friend of mine, Craig Miller, who um, is a counselor and a social worker and a healer in Michigan. And he just wrote a second book on, on healing. And I'm just reading that. He wants me to write a comment about it, maybe make some comments in the foreword when the book is published. But uh, it's all about um, healing and how most of our physical illnesses are caused by a, a physical or an emotional trauma that we had when we were younger, especially under the ages of 12. And that uh, a lot of people pray for physical healing but never get healed, even when they're adults, because the stem cause of that healing goes back to an emotional trauma, a hurt, a rejection, um, had when they were a young child. So uh, we're going to take a break in just a moment, and uh, we'll be back to talk about our connection with the Heavenly Father, thank you so much. We're going to take a break now. We'll be back in less than two minutes. Stay with us. Holy Family Catholic Bookstore is blessed with the opportunity to participate with WSFI Catholic Radio in the new evangelization. Holy Family is your local resource for books, CDs, and DVDs from Catholic Answers, Ignatius Press, and all of the other fine publishers featured on Catholic Radio. Holy Family also has the area's largest selection of baptism, communion, and confirmation gifts. Holy Family Catholic Bookstore is located at 9249 Old Green Bay Road, Pleasant Prairie, Wisconsin. More information is available on Facebook. Want an example of a false sense of security? How about relying on the life insurance you get through work to pay for all of your final expenses? Do you have plans to retire someday? Or do you plan on working for that company for the rest of your life? The fact is, you may lose your life insurance when you leave a company. I'm Matt Tomlinson from Catholic Financial Life, and I invite you to share your hopes and dreams with me. To discuss your options for protecting your family, call me at 847-548-MATT. That's 847-548-6288. Products and services not available in all states. Steve Angrisano. 
I think Catholic Radio is so important to the culture of our communities and our church because really, uh, I know in my own family, we listen to Catholic Radio in the car with the kids. It brings up things that we can talk about. It allows our faith to be not just a Sunday faith, but an everyday faith. And I think that's so important. WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio is committed to bringing quality Catholic programs to our local community. We only can do that with your financial support. Take a moment now to donate online at wsfiradio.org or mail your tax-deductible donation to WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio, P.O. Box 885, Libertyville, Illinois 60048. That's WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio, P.O. Box 885, Libertyville, Illinois 60048. Donations of any amount are greatly appreciated. We're talking with Father Jim Curtin from Lockport, Illinois, St. Dennis Parish. I'm your moderator, Joan McHugh. And Father was talking to us about the gifts of praise and thank you and balance as spiritual wisdom, spiritual truths in our lives. Father, may I just comment on the last, one of the last things you said, your friend Craig Miller is writing this book on healing, having emotional and physical roots. I, I just want to, without taking it too much time, I want to just share that I had that ex- many of those experiences because I've been very ill over the years, and I met the mystic Maria Esperanza in Orysville, New York, when I first got scleroderma, which is an autoimmune, rather deadly disease. And when I asked her to pray for me, she said, Joan, I see that you were sexually abused when you were 12 years old, and that's when you got scleroderma. And the the fear of God, the fear came into you, and it paralyzed you, your cells. And so I didn't. I mean, she could. She only a mystic could have known that, you know. And so I spent some time kind of getting to the root of that abuse that I suffered, that I had locked up secretly. I thought. Uh, in my my body and it and it came out in a disease so I think your friend is right on we do carry uh, the wounds of abuse and all of th- that we suffer as emotionally and spiritually uh, often in our bodies absolutely um, the unres- what what it is is the unresolved emotional memory trauma becomes trapped in your soul literally, mm-hmm. and which locks the physical trauma into your body, traps in your soul and locks the trauma into your body. And um, the, the only way to get out of that is to, to bring Jesus into that trauma and uh, let Jesus be the healer, and we facilitate that. What we need in the church, and uh, not only in the church, but in society in general, we need more healers. Yes, Father. Uh, we, we, we need people but who are who are tuned into the, the real power of healing, which is forgiveness and the Holy Spirit coming in and then um, healing the person and the power of God's love. So, yes, um, Father. Thank you for more that. And more, yeah, I'm more and more convinced that, um, you know, so much of our medicine, medication would not be needed if um, we turn to the Lord and we train people how to pray for healing. Um, 
how to pray for healing for one another. Father, um, that's so true. We do need it so badly in our church and in society. But let me just interrupt one second, say we're going to leave the last three minutes of the show to pray for people who do need healing and who've asked. So with that said, Father, um, continue. And there was a question about people who have died and how can they be of a help to us? Right. Um, a few weeks ago, I, uh, we celebrate a Sunday, which happened to be the Feast of St. Teresa of Avila. She's one of the two doctors in the Catholic Church, uh, and uh, Catherine Siena is the other one. She was she lived in around 1622. I, I talked about her, and she was a patroness of, of praying for bodily illnesses. And I uh, mentioned that, and uh, someone had prayed to her during that Mass and was healed, through her intersection, intercession, she knows that. And then there was another woman, about a week later, who came to church. She, um, uh, she, her profession is cutting hair, and um, she absentmindedly grabbed the uh, curling iron when it was, uh, you know, on on full force, and burned very severely three of her fingers. It's the three fingers she uses to cutting hair, and. Um, she was worried this happened like on Thursday and she came to church on Sunday morning and she was so worried that she would not be able to work for some time or maybe not for for weeks or maybe months. And uh, she came in and uh, she asked the intercession of, of the Lord. And I think she prayed to St. Teresa of Avalos because she remembered my sermon. And she dipped her hands in the holy water as she entered the church and asked the Lord and intercession to be happening. And when she got to her pew, uh, that pain had ceased in her three fingers. And by the next day, her three fingers were healed. Um, and she was able to go to work and continue her, you know, her job without any pain or discomfort. So um, the point is, we have a community of saints, we call it, in the Catholic Church. And those are people who have died and gone to heaven. Some of the saints are canonized. Um, uh, by the Holy Father or past popes because they have obviously they've investigated and found out that they've done used to be I think three miracles now it's two maybe it's now on the one miracle they've been proven without a doubt and they have to live a holy life and whatever there's a great criteria for that uh, but people have often prayed to saints who've been canonized but I say you can pray to anybody in heaven and ask them to intercede here on earth, because once you're in heaven, you are unofficially a saint, meaning a holy one. You're one of the holy ones of God. So um, I often, when I pray with people for healing, I'll invite saints to come into the room from heaven. Maybe the person's name, if they're named after a saint, St. Francis or St. Mary or St. whatever name might be, uh, ask that saint to come in, but other saints, especially oftentimes invite St. Michael, the the guarding angel who is a protector from uh, evil, to come into the room and protect everyone in the room from anything that is not of God. So um, we have this plethora of saints uh, that we can go to and intercede for. That's why I think it's, I want to encourage our listeners uh, to pick up, I know we read newspapers and magazines, to, to go and online or uh, to read lives of the saints or read about saints. We can, you know, 
with the internet, we could go in and any day and look up a life of saint, find out what they did and what they were famous for and what they did spiritually, and ask them to intercede for you out here on earth. And they will. You know, they want to help us here on earth, believe it. Father, I'm, I'm so with you. Before I came to the show today, I was kind of sitting back praying, resting in a chair at home in my office. And today's the Feast of St. Gertrude. And I'm very close to that saint because a Gertrude, a little black uh, woman, raised me. She was my nanny. And I loved her so much. And so my love has translated into St. Into saint Gertrude. And I, I just sat with her for a while. It was different for me to do that. So I, I did just what you suggested. And I just asked her for several things for my husband who's ill and so forth. So it was a very comforting um, little rest period just to be with St. Gertrude for a while. I have right next to me a holy card that I haven't looked at for several months. It was sitting on the little uh, shelf next to my table here. And I want to read it. It's uh, St. Gertrude. Oh. I'll read the prayer, but first, St. Gertrude the Great is invoked for souls in purgatory and for living sinners. Our Lord told St. Gertrude that the following prayer would release a thousand souls from purgatory each time it is said. The prayer is extended to include living sinners as well. And I'm going to read the prayer right now. Eternal Father, I offer you the most precious blood of your divine Son, Jesus. And you knew what the masses said throughout the world today, and for all the holy souls in purgatory, for sinners everywhere, and for sinners in the universal church, for those in my own home and within my family. Amen. A thousand souls a day. I have a friend that I meet once in a while for dinner, and he's an old-time Catholic, and he says, I say that prayer about five times a day. I release 5,000 souls every day. <laughs> I, I give the prayer to everybody I meet. I tell them, you want, you want to help people out here, say this prayer. Now, I'm just go through the prayer. You don't have to, the exact prayer, but it's, you offer the blood of Jesus in union with all the masses throughout the world for all the holy souls in purgatory. That's the prayer. You offer the blood of Jesus in union with all the masses throughout the world I pray for the holy souls in purgatory and for sinners, and for my own home and for within my own family. So you could just memorize that prayer. Today I offer all souls, the divine blood of Jesus for all the souls in union with all the masses, for all the sinner souls in purgatory and for sinners everywhere, and for my family. Uh, it's a simple prayer, you can memorize it. I'm sure you could go on the internet and put in St. Gertrude the Great, and that prayer would come up. I feel like she's right here, Father. I, I feel like St. Gertrude is here with us, with you, with with Anne, who's sitting here, with myself, with David, with Angela. St. Gertrude is a powerful saint. She entered the convent, as a, like, I think, as a nine-year-old. So she right. was a very yeah. holy lady. Yeah. She died when she was uh, 58 years old. She died a young woman, but she has great intercession. So the point is, the saints... Learn about the saints, uh, ask them to intercede here on earth for you, and that's how we, that balancing act that I talked about a little while ago, yes, we're, we're in the, the world living in a day-to-day -day world, but we also want to bring the spiritual world, which is the kingdom to come, but it also is here. Jesus said, I've come to establish the reign of God here and now on earth. And, uh, so um, 
And Father, would this be the moment? We have two minutes left. Um, We have several prayer petitions. One is an email. It's anonymous. And she's asking that uh, we pray for a friend who's unemployed for a year and suffering from deep depression. Uh, All right, Lord. Let's do that first. Okay. We pray for everyone who's suffering from depression. We ask the blood of Jesus to come upon them. Um, We ask for people who are unemployed. We pray for them also, Lord. Uh, Open doors uh, and passageways that they may find gainful work. And uh, we we come against all spirits of depression through the blood of Jesus and command them to leave in the name of Jesus now. All right, what's next? Uh, Father, and we ask for a a successful operation for Heidi, who I believe is a relative of a friend of WSFI. We always pray for uh, my brother uh, and Tom Shippers who have pancreatic cancer and for a college friend who just had to let her husband die, uh, take him off the machine. Uh, I read about it on Facebook, but she was a friend of mine in college. And lastly, for the repose of the soul of Rose uh, Kruger. We, we pray for all those intentions, Lord, but we pray for all who are in hospitals and undergoing surgery right now. We pray for their doctors and the nurses and anesthesiologists and for recovery. We come against all infection, Lord, that uh, they are protected from any infections, Lord. We pray that the healing uh, will happen and the persons will recover fully and completely, Lord. We thank you for that power that's going forth from this radio station now, touching the lives of these people and many others, Lord. And we give you praise and glory, Lord, that you call us to serve you in all things. And now could you bless our listeners, Father? Yes. I ask God to send his blessing out over these radio waves to all of you who are listening. And take that in. Take it into your heart and spirit and say, thank you, God, for that blessing. Thank you, God, for that healing. Thank you for your blood that's coming over me now, that I might be restored and my family be restored. We give praise and thanks, God, forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Father, so much. God bless. God bless you.